And then all of a sudden, a cloud formed around it, and it sucked inside of itself and was gone. Whoa. It didn't fucking move out of sight or any of that shit. There was no, not a cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. A cloud formed around it, and then it sucked inside of the cloud and dissipated. Whoa. Completely gone. That is an unidentified flying object. That's like some Rick and Morty shit. Am I sitting here telling you that what I saw was an alien spacecraft? No. Am I sitting here telling you that I saw an unidentified flying object? Yes. Hello and welcome to the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. My name is Steve Green. Podcast. And this is my beautiful wife, Nikki Limo. Thank you. Hi. And today... We have a very special episode. Are you ready for the specialness of this episode? I don't know if I'm ready. What is this episode? Well, I don't think anyone's ready, but but we're gonna we're gonna just gonna have to go in go in dry. Ooh. Uh no lube. Today we're going to be talking about UFOs or unidentified flying objects. And aliens? No, Nikki. Oh. But yes. Oh shit. <laughs> is it a no worry? Yes, this is so mysterious. Well, it's like we're flirting. Right oh, now. we're flirting. Because I'm like, I want to talk about aliens, but I'm like, oh, I shouldn't. Mm. I should just probably just stick to UFOs. But I'm like, oh, but I want to talk about aliens too. Is it because talking about aliens discredits all the Correct, UFO Nikki. stuff? Okay, Correct. okay. Got well, it 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 takes it all takes the it wind to out a the... different area. Because exactly. if you're trying to approach something with reason and logic and evidence, yes. then not as fun. Yes, we agree. Right, right, right. So maybe we'll play around with some some sexier theory, like just you know play around in our imagination afterwards. I would love that. Okay. Thank you. Okay, cool. Cause like I don't fucking believe in aliens, but like, what if they're real? Nikki, have you ever seen an unidentified flying object? Uh, I mean, not a not a spacecraft, no, or not a craft. It's an unidentified flying object. Well, I've seen you don't know ma- what it is. Many things are flying, and often I don't care to identify them. So to me, they're right. You don't care to identify it? Well, like, you know, it could be a bird, could be a drone. One time I thought uh, there was a drone following me, and it was a bird. Why did you think it was a drone? <laughs> I don't know, because I just glanced up, but I didn't really examine it. So see, those things are unidentified. You know, with people like you, I understand why the government doesn't <laughs> want to tell us about aliens. <laughs> it could have been a drone disguised as a bird. Now, what about that? That's a little better. It's a little <laughs> sexier, that's for sure. It makes you look a little better. Thank you. So, let me tell you about an absolutely true story. I have several other eyewitnesses who were with me and my family. Oh, shit. We were driving from Fairfax, Virginia to San Diego, California in two two vehicles. We had a U-Haul truck. And we had my mom's uh, uh, Nissan Quest minivan. We were moving from uh, from Virginia to California. Uh, we're trying to, you know, looking for a better life. Right. And we found. You're welcome. Th- you. <laughs> you found one. And we were driving in Arizona. This is Flagstaff, Arizona. And on that day, we saw a bright light in the sky that was really weirdly hanging up there and it was way way up there and it was just chilling like it wasn't moving it wasn't doing anything it was just hanging out up there and the way that the sun reflected off of it it was super 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 bright and everyone thinks i'm about to do a bit and this has been a big setup it's not I'm just, yeah a true story <laughs> i've heard this story yeah so all of a sudden we're all watching and we all have walkie talkies we had cb radios going between the vehicles so we could all talk to each other oh that's kind of cool yeah it was sick because we were like breaker breaker one, two, yeah it was all three. that shit and and uh, a lot of truckers would actually talk shit about us because we're you had a u-haul <laughs> and they didn't know we had cb radios because they don't come with them oh so truckers were talking shit about us the whole trip because we would pull over and get gas and shit. And like, look at those fucking U-haulers and shit. Well, to be honest, I mean, the way you're you guys drive is like so slow. I'd be talking shit too. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> so this object's just chilling up there. We're all like, everyone's passing the CB around, being like, "Yo, yeah, this is pretty crazy." And then all of a sudden, a cloud formed around it. And it sucked inside of itself and was gone. Whoa. It didn't fucking move out of sight or any of that shit. There was no, not a cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. A cloud formed around it and then it sucked inside of the cloud and dissipated. Whoa. Completely gone. 
That is an unidentified flying object. That's like some Rick and Morty shit. Am I sitting here telling you that what I saw was an alien spacecraft? No. Am I sitting here telling you that I saw an unidentified flying object? Yes. Yeah. That's the difference. It's like unexplainable. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was. So even if it was humans, like with like what humans? Who 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 who, who humans? humans are doing See, it? Because exactly. uh, so far, no government agency has admitted to having such a craft. Right? That is true, but I will say that okay, well we'll get into it. Okay. But, okay. Um, so I have been a believer since then that that there are unidentified flying objects that are not explainable, and that there really isn't much disclosure about them. Yeah. At least from our government, there there has been from until recently. For years, though, the UK government, like like I think this this uh, the Spanish, the um, the Mexicans, a bunch of different governments have had their own UFO disclosures, mm-hmm. and our government has withheld until very recently. Right? Didn't the UK come out with? Yes, one, uh, a few years ago they did. They yeah. had a, it was like in like 2006 or something. They yeah, had, they had a big release about about UFOs and basically saying that you know they had been studying them for years. They don't know what the hell they are. Mm-hmm. And our government was the only big silent uh, body about this. But as we all know, Area 51 exists, right? And they were testing experimental craft there, but it turned out to be uh, well. It turned out to be the stealth bomber, um, the, that black stealth bomber with wings and shit. Mm. Not like uh, a, a craft that can pull the kinds of speeds that we were seeing in this new vi- uh, this new video that got released right. by the, the Pentagon recently. Mm. Where and this just got released this year. Like, really? Yeah. Well, it was it was floating around, but it wasn't officially released by the Pentagon or by the Govies until this year, and. Um, this guy named, named Commander Favor was um, one of the pilots from the Navy who was who was tracking one of these objects. This, there were several incidents that they um, released on video. One in th- 2004, and then I think uh, two incidents ten like 2014, 2015. Hmm. Um, but you can see on the video, and we'll put a link to it in the description. You can see the. UFO moving at crazy speeds, and then a Navy guy, he actually manages to get it on the tracking system. Mm-hmm. And and you hear him go, whoa, shit, like because they got it. Um, and they're tracking it going speeds that are not possible for what we have right now. Yeah, I've seen um, – so I haven't seen with my own eyes, and I know things can be doctored. Um, but I did watch a few compilation videos of like a bunch of people like randomly recording – crazy ufos and some of them were uh military officials uh and it was on the sub submarine radar thing that there was something like a like a moving vehicle going really 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 fast underwater and they thought that maybe it might be a missile at first but then it or a torpedo or whatever but then uh it wasn't and then it just disappeared jesus yeah it was like changing directions and stuff it wasn't change. I don't remember if it was changing directions, but it was going super fast and then disappeared off the radar. Interesting. As if it it could have shot out of the sky or it could have just stopped moving. So the difference between this and those incidents that you're talking about right. is like we don't know who filmed those, we don't know who recorded them, all that stuff, right? Right. This incident was recorded by the Pentagon, mm. or at least this was released by the Pentagon. Released. It was by recorded the by the yeah. U.S. Navy. So it can be like. It's official. It's quote, it's quote unquote official, which is what mm-hmm. everyone likes to have. They're like, where it's your source song. Right. Yeah. That's why I've never talked about the compilations I've seen because it's like, well, I don't know who. Well, right. But, but we've all seen that stuff over the years. That's why this yeah. is such a watershed moment and it's very significant. Yeah, exactly. Because the government's actually saying, yo, we actually admit this shit. Yeah. It's which like, t- took them years. They were gaslighting for so long. For so long. They're like, oh, yeah, you believe. I mean, you remember the Phoenix Light incident where in like 96, mm-hmm. there was. Um, a triangle shape um, UFO everyone thought or everyone thought there was like a bunch of uh, they called them the Phoenix Lights mm-hmm. and they're all traveling in like a V shape Yeah. and the people who lived there they reported that when they were underneath it you couldn't see the stars so it was like it was one big giant object mm. and nobody debunked that Right. Like the, I think the Pentagon tried to come out and say that they were flares. There were thousands of reports on that, and yeah. a lot of them were uh, police officers. Exactly. It wasn't even like just a it bunch of crazy, like a, a cult of crazy 
right alien people so how wild is that that you know and then at the time this news guy he was on the news the next day and how do they open the broadcast like did you see any little green men last night? Like it's it's all gaslighting, like you said. Yeah. They they try to silly make everything so very silly. Right. And, and it goes against the testimony of what people said. People are like, "Hey, I saw these lights and it matted out the sky." Yeah. And then it's like, "Did you see some little green men with that? Like mm-hmm. you little silly boy?" Like and they're like, "That's not what I said." It's a loony bin. Right, but that's how they do that to you. Right. right? And that's how they that's how they it's like a psyop, right? Where you're you're psychologically like move bending something around something else to make somebody look crazy. Mm-hmm. And that happens to a lot of people like when talking about all kinds of different things. Right. So what's so going back now in history, because this is a big moment for disclosure, but going back into history now, the first ever, have you heard of the first ever uh, report of a UFO abduction? Uh, no. Wait, you mean like a alien abduction? Yes, a, a UFO slash alien abduction. Right, because like, it's not just a craft story, but it's a like there's actual beings involved in yes. the story. Well, yeah. there is a very famous story that, um, which is during the end of World War II, uh, they call it the Battle, Battle of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where there was a craft in the sky, and it was significant enough where the U.S. military at the time, which was guarding from plane surprise plane attacks because of what happened with Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. They had like a, a weapons battery and they were firing at it in the middle of the night. And they were firing at it for a while. And this thing wasn't going anywhere, wasn't moving, wasn't taking damage. Mm. Like it was just chilling up there. Wow. Yeah. And that's a that's a military incident too. Yeah. And all that they did was they said we don't know what it was. And um, you can still find they still find shell casings all the time from that night because they fired so much ammo. At wow. Yeah. So. So the first abduction. The first abduction. Um, th- so in the I think it was the sixties, mm-hmm. this couple named Barney and Betty Hill, they were driving in. Oh man, I think it was Nebraska. Okay. Or some shit. Okay. okay. Sounds sounds a. Uh, Logical, Barney and Betty Hill Barney and driving Betty Hill. through Nebraska. Uh, yeah, so Barney and Betty Hill were driving, mm-hmm. and they reported a there was a bright object behind them that mm-hmm. appeared to be following them. And at first, Ben uh, Benny Hill thought it was, you know, like a falling star or something like that. But then it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they're like winding through roads and shit, and it's like coming after them and chasing them. Why and is it chasing them? They don't know, but they said that um, they could see it, it was a craft, and okay. they, they could see beings. Oh yeah, because they were going to get abducted. Right. That's right. <clears throat> they could see beings on board. Oh, they could see the beings. They could see beings on on board that were like in windows. Whoa! And they were staring at them. And then the next thing they know, they're off the side of the road, and their watches had stopped, and there was weird like burns on the metal of the truck, and. Uh, two years two years later, under hypnosis, they both recounted the same exact story about getting abducted by these beings who were speaking with them, and they had them on these metal tables, and they were like taking off their clothes and examining their bodies, and like one of them like took out um, Benny Hill's dentures, and was like, like their teeth is their teeth are removable, and then Benny and then the Betty was like, that's those are dentures, it's, that's not. Like his teeth, mm-hmm. and like so, so, and then apparently during this situation, um, she was like, "Where are you from?" And one of the creatures was like, "If you don't even know where you are, how are you gonna know where I'm from?" And they basically showed her a star map of where we are in the universe as they have mapped it, mm-hmm. and where they're from, which is thirty nine point four light years away. Uh, in this star system called the Zeta Reticuli star system, which is a, a binary star that, uh, like two stars in binary orbit who are orbiting each other. Yeah, you fell asleep before this part in K-Pax, but th- that happened in K-Pax. The abduction? No. The star map thing. Yeah, and this guy that claims he's an alien, because basically, well, I don't want to give it away, but he claims he's an alien and nobody believes him. He's in a crazy house. And he acts all weird and he acts like an alien. And then um, 
he maps out exactly the star system and where he's from. He's from a planet called Capax. And uh, I think it might have been the Zeta Reticula or whatever. I think they probably borrowed from the story. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, he, and like he does it in front of all these like scientists and the scientists are like, there's no way he would have known this. And then they have him solve this like ridiculous problem that they haven't been able to solve and he solves it. And, and so they're like, we don't know what to make of this. And then they have him go under hypnosis, but he has like real childhood memories. So then they're confused. Like, is this oh, right. actually a crazy so like, guy? He's just a nut, nut, yeah. Nutty and so I won't spoil the ending, but it's, yeah, it's a good movie. Wow. She just sold K-Packs to a lot of people out there. I mean, RIP Kevin Spacey's career. But... Can we watch it still? Can we enjoy it? I think more importantly. Um, if you can disassociate Kevin Spacey okay. from the movie. I'll try. Uh yeah, if you couldn't separate the art from the artist. Okay. Yeah, maybe you I do admire his Frank Underwood I'm going crazy videos on YouTube, I gotta say. Oh, I haven't Just seen any brief, of those. A brief aside. <laughs> that shit those. has been wild. Wait, Where those he, are recent? Yeah, so he's Frank Underwood and he's like making eggs or something. And he's like, You've missed me, I've missed you too. And he's like talking like Frank Underwood, but he's Kevin Spacey and he's like and he's like post cancelled Kevin Spacey. Whoa. And he's basically like talking shit on everything. It's pretty interesting. Well, wow. uh, anyway, okay, so, so they map out, under hypnosis, they map out this, this star Under system. hypnosis, Betty Hill mapped out the star system. Oh, because oh, when they were shown. getting interviewed in the spaceship. She asked the question and they showed her yeah, the star map. They showed her the star map. And which is, which is fascinating, right? Because we, you know, where are we in the universe according to our maps and where are they in the universe according to their maps? It was an interesting thing, right? Right. So the Zeta Reticuli star system, which, by the way, to date has not shown... There's any. It can't. It hasn't been debunked. Well, no, no. It, there, there has. Well, it's not that it hasn't been debunked necessarily, but there hasn't been any planets discovered around Zeta Reticuli so far. Oh. It's very far away. Okay. But we can, you know, we have good methods of telling uh, whether we believe a planet might be somewhere based on oh. the way that, based on the way that um, stars um, move mm-hmm. in their area and the way that we measure light going against. The stars, because usually planets are obviously in orbit of the stars. Yeah. And so at some point they pass in front of the star and we were able to try to measure the planet and try to uh, understand what it's com- composed out of. What if of. they're not from, from a planet? What if there's a site? Like, very good. Very good point. Small little asteroids in the space and they've like, <laughs> I don't know, colonized on those. Who knows? I don't know. Because they, they could have, like their planet could have exploded or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're just chilling like in a space station or some shit that we wouldn't see. Okay. So continue the story. Yeah. So um, so over the years, Barney and Betty Hill, this is like the first abduction story, right? Yeah. And then after that, abductions, stories, mm-hmm. like because this kind of got publicized and like people were discussing it. So after that, abductions went up by 2,500%. Everybody now feels, and some people would say, well, copycats, and yeah, that'll, that'll happen. Sure. Right? But it's I, always opportunist. I feel like almost like a door was open where it's like almost okay to talk about your experience now, which happens a lot too. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people who had had these experiences, and then a lot of like fame chasers. And they stuff. didn't want to feel crazy, so they kept silent the whole time. Yeah, because you get made fun of, and they right. did. I mean, Benny and Bar- Betty and Barney Hill got made fun of a lot. Right. I mean, I made fun of them because their names sounded made up. See, you were clowning all over them. So. See, and you were ignorant. I guess so. So, uh, Barney Hill dies a little while after this, right? But but Betty was alive till two thousand four, and she swears until the end of her life. And she used to go to UFO conventions and all this stuff. Like she was like, "This happened. This was real." And um, the the fascinating thing is that uh, a scientist took her map and reproduced it right like they did like um okay well if she if she, where where is this exactly in the universe and they found at the time that it was pretty close to what we understood about zeta reticuli and it's pretty crazy that she did that under hypnosis yeah now in the years hence that person withdrew their analysis of that because um there were some inaccuracies with it so as much fun as it is to just be like, she was able to recount it under yeah. hypnosis. That is really fun. It is fun, but I don't think that that's really and what went real down. real quick aside, because yeah. uh, Betty and Barney Rubble from the Flintstones. I didn't even think of that. That's why and it that's sounded like a cartoon to me. So, I, so that's why I was like, oh, cartoons, immediately. 
a very astute analysis. Thank you. Thank you. Because I was thinking of what I pictured in my head were Flintstones, but I was like, were they even named that? And then I was like, yeah, they were. Right. So this was so now that we have the first account of UFO abductions, right? You start to see the way that our culture um, has has taken the story, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you talk about seeing an unidentified flying object, people go into, did they probe you? Right. Did they pick you up? Because that's like the story that kept happening over and over again. So was did did that really happen to Barney and Betty Hill? Or was that also just seized upon and used to make people who were telling true stories seem crazy? Mm-hmm. And that's what, so Commander Faber, who came out about uh, UFOs just recently, and he was on Joe Rogan, and he, mm-hmm. he went into depth about this stuff. He said that since he came out, other people in the military have come to him and been like, yo, I saw, th- we see these things all the time. Like we were in San Diego and we would see these things off the coast all the time and they shoot in and out of the water. And then, or, or one time we were, they were flying a sortie, like a mission, a training mission. Yeah. And they saw a giant, like unidentified object, like coming up from the, from the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. like coming up, 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 up. And then it's almost like, spotted them or something or sense or like saw them on some kind of radar or some shit and then it went back down like stuff that shouldn't be possible from what we understand right now of of physics and and of our technology um happens all the time apparently in the military and these other places but we don't hear about it Mm -hmm. until very recently and this is only one part this is a sliver of the grand story but i think that a lot of these incidents, um, they they like to lacquer over all of it with the silly people as well. Sure. So that now the very serious people are mixed in with the silly people. Yes, and then the people at home who take themselves very seriously and like, well, I I would like, you know, uh, I think that this is a very silly topic. Mm-hmm. Like, what drives me wild is that now we have these these videos, mm-hmm. and there's no like mainstream scientist, quote unquote who's sitting there trying to analyze this shit. And they don't because, lose their job. Right, they will look silly. Mm-hmm. They, they, and, and it's only because of the years of hoaxers and maybe psyops from yeah. our own military, right? Like there was an, uh, there, there was, there's, I mean, part of intelligence is counterintelligence, right? So if you, if, if something's getting out, you try to, give true information with false information to yeah. discredit whoever's using the information. Mm-hmm. And so... That's what liars do, too. Yes. And they s- use a little bit of truth in their lie, so then makes the lie easier to believe. Yes. Or if you're telling the truth, mm-hmm. how can I find a lie about you or something that you fucked up on? And then it ruins the whole... It takes the whole story apart. Yeah. So... That's what I want to get into next, which is the story of, it's one of my favorite stories. Oh, shit. In all of ufology. Your favorite stories. And I think you know which one this is. Oh. Oh, I know. Yeah. So we will return mm-hmm. after these messages with. Or just one message. I don't, we don't know. We have several messages. We don't know how many messages. When we return. Okay. We I'm will gonna, return. I'm going to talk about my favorite UFO story. So get ready for that. Of all time. And be sure to use whatever code we give you because it it it's it, gonna it save you some money. And it works. And it works. You know how before you order something you always Google if there's a code to see if you can get something off? I don't because I have a browser extension that does that for me. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. Oh, uh will you hook that up with me after <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. during the break? I'll give you my code. Okay, thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast and if you want to rate it. That would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Hope you saved a lot of money with that code. I uh, I hope it worked. I really sincerely do. Um, okay, so have you heard the story of Bob 
Lazar. I fucking love Bob Lazar. This family loves Bob Lazar, okay, everybody? So get ready. We love Bob Lazar. We believe Bob Lazar. 100%. Get fucking ready. Strap your get boots on. Get ready to get wrecked if you don't believe Bob Lazar. Okay. So Bob Lazar, who is he? In the 1980s, he um, claims that he worked at uh, a, a secret government facility called Area S4, mm-hmm. which is- Near c- Area f- 51. Yeah, yeah. Close to Area 51. He's the reason. Why we even know what Area 51 is. Yes. And he he used to take what they called the um, the Janet flights from, and if you've actually flown into Las Vegas and you're very lucky, you can see one of the Janet planes sitting on the tarmac, which I've seen before. They are red. Uh, they have a red stripe on them, and they're smaller, smaller uh, jets. Mm. I've seen them. Pretty cool. Okay. Because uh, I was looking for them big time. Mm. And uh, we've flown into Vegas a bunch, and I've I've been like, oh, shit, that's a Janet flight. <laughs> oh, that's so, what you're talking about? Yeah. So um, they, they take um, – I mean, there's thousands of people who work at Area 51. Uh, so they take people to and from – the secret government base gotcha which is now like obviously they recognize what it is mm-hmm. they have since i think the late 90s but in the early 90s they would not even they said it doesn't exist right so it, a lot of interest has been wrapped around air 51 i doubt i doubt very seriously that they actually do anything cool out of Area 51 anymore because yeah, of that probably not. like it's so googled and and watched they sell a lot of alien merch yeah so right and and, and there's also, there's there's all kinds of mountains around that area, mm. and people get up there with binoculars and shit. So there's no way they're doing <laughs> cool shit out there. Yeah, for sure. But Bob Lazar basically got flown into Area 51, and he says that he was taken to a place called Area S4, which is close by. And he, th- while there, he was um, shown a an unidentified flying object, a UFO mm-hmm. that was like a metallic. Um, oh prototypical ufo that you think of like the the saucer right type type shape and um he was told that they are trying to reverse engineer it to find out how it works yeah and how how to build one yeah and uh didn't he get like the sporty model or something like that yeah so there's there was one on one day he said they had all the hangar doors open at the same time and he could see all the different crafts that were there there were different types of ufos that they had it was like almost recovered. 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah, right. And uh and Bob Lazar says it was so compartmentalized that you were only allowed to know about your specific UFO like you he so he didn't even get to learn about any of the other ones. No. You cuz it was so top secret that they didn't want like a bunch of people knowing about everything. Yeah, and that's I mean, if you know anything about um military, they compartmentalize the fuck out of everything. Right. And it's super sometimes counterproductive because you know if you're in a, a scientific field, like collaboration and talking about things is very good because you yeah. can work theories out. But maybe if it's like, you know, protection wise, if one thing leaks, the whole thing doesn't leak, you know? Exactly. And, and that's the idea behind it is yeah. if something leaks, they know where it leaked from because they only tell certain people certain things. Right. Or if they were, let's say, working on military crafts, let's say they were coming up with this top secret military craft, which I think is what they eventually wanted to do if they were trying to reverse engineer these spacecrafts or mm-hmm. these whatever unidentified flying object crafts, they probably wanted to create military crafts. Of course. That's right. the idea behind so, all of them. So um, if another government found out about one of the crafts, they wouldn't find out about all of them. That could hopefully. be. That could be. Yeah. So I, I can get behind that level of thinking. I get it. But but it sucks because I want to know everything. Totally. Okay. Yeah, I wish Bob Lazar knew everything so he could tell us. I know. So, but what he did, what he does know is that when he, what he says that he saw there was a reactor that they were able to turn on, mm-hmm. and and basically, if you put your hands up to it, it was like, it w- it would push you away from it. Like how magnets work. Exactly. Like, where they repel each other. Like the reverse poles of a magnet. Yeah. yeah. So he so it like shoves you back, which is nuts. Like nothing that we know of exists that can do that. And he says that it creates. Um, like a gravity distortion field around it, around the craft that allows it to like move um, at, at crazy angles and speeds that we can't do right now because it defies gravity. Mm-hmm. And also the, what they what he understood, not from seeing, but from documents that he was allowed to read, 
is that the way that the aircraft works or the way that the craft works is instead of traveling from point A to point B like we do when we travel in space, which takes a very long time. Like a linear fashion. Exactly. Yeah. This craft allows space time to bend around it so that you basically pull yourself to your destination. The location. Yeah. But, and he explains it really well because he explains it in layman's terms for anyone that's not a scientist. And then he also explains it in phys- physics terms. Like, yes. like if you are, like he'll, he'll like use those terms too, which I felt, found really helpful. And, and it was pretty insane how he described exactly how this craft worked. Yes. And as a particularly stupid person, yeah. I was like, wow, sure. that sounds like science. Sure. I was like, that yeah, that sounds I'm legit. Like, That's science shit. I mean, you tell how, me it's not science? How else would the aliens get here? Thank you. Um so he says that the craft is also powered by this element called element 115, which um at the time that he talked about this, we had not figured I mean, you could predict that it would be there would be an element 115 because of the it's really just accounting for the um, amount of isotopes. isotopes right or or um, is it uh, what is it atoms watch the video you watch the video folks <laughs> i don't are, know man i'm trying to recall memory of the shit okay point, point i don't know point being is that um what bob lazar said about it was that the, it's it's this is the do you want me? Yeah, do you want me? Let, so, yeah, uh, so this element is responsible for creating this gravitational pull, and the way he explains it is there's an A gravity and a B gravity. We learned about the A gravity in school, which is like, um, you know, the Earth's pull of gravity, like it's what keeps you to the ground, all that stuff. Uh, but a B gravity is where an object can create a gravity around it that's so dense, like, and when you, and you know, the denser something is the more gravity it ha- it creates around it so um it it's so dense that it pulls theoretically pulls your destination to it and i don't really understand it more than that but you needed this element in order to create that gravity right and so recently as as recent as i i think it was early to to early 2010s or whatever mm-hmm. they discovered element 115 and that and they classified it at the time, unobtainium, which is now Moscovium, is what they call it, and that's. But but so far, they haven't been able to create a stable version of it. Exactly. Yeah. It only lasts for a couple seconds, mm-hmm. and the idea. So, the idea is that wherever these guys are from, which Bob Lazar says he does not even sure because the documents he read, he's not sure if it was misinformation mixed in with real information. Yeah. So he he says that. They claim that it's from the Zeta Reticuli star system, which is the same um, that Barney and Betty Hill talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning of this podcast. And you like how I linked that shit? And that's like, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then he claims that they um, they have re- re- reproduced, like they had they had a hand in the reason why we are how we are human beings mm. evolved from apes and all that kind of shit. Because they tested on us? They probed everybody? Well, they had something to do with us being here, now, intelligent life. Huh. That's what he says in the documents. He doesn't think, he's not saying he believes that. He's mm. saying that's what the documents say. That's what the documents say. Yeah. Uh, and then, so what's, what's crazy is, so this is what he claims, right? But what he was able to do is he took his friends at the time and they were able to record it to the site where he said, Every Wednesday at X, at X time, there's going to be an unidentified flying object. And there was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a plane. It didn't have like those taillights on it or anything like that. It was just hanging up there in space like or in, in the air yeah, moving weirdly. And they had this on video. And they were able to do this multiple weeks in a row. And so... And the way that Bob Azar describes it too, if you were... If you zoom in on it, which many people have, it, it really lines up with the sport model ufo disc thing that bob lazar says that he worked on Mm -hmm. like and that would be the one that he would have knowledge about right so that's the one that's flying in the sky which is super strange considering like if he was if he was able to if you're able to zoom in on it and you see it's a plane or some shit then he's full of shit Mm -hmm. but when you zoom in on this footage it looks like what he said yeah uh it's pretty crazy so and you can see all that online you can look this shit up yourself um so once this starts happening, Bob Lazar, uh, he starts getting f- 
uh, well, well, he he brings his friends out to the desert one night, and they get stopped, and their IDs get taken, and basically, like a military guy was like, you know, you'll be hearing from us soon, and then Bob Lazar starts getting followed by people, and like somebody like flashes a newsie at him one time while he's driving around, and like he basically gets the idea that oh shit, I am worried for my life, and so he went to a local TV station. And there's videos, you can watch it online too, of Bob Lazar sitting in a van with his face blacked out and he was basically saying what happened to him. Mm -hmm. And then he decided to go even more public from there because he was super concerned for his life. And that's why we all know about this shit because he was concerned for his life. Right. And uh, shortly thereafter, they did a documentary. said that he felt that the public had a right to know yes because he didn't feel like it was right to withhold that information from the public but after everything was said and done he's like yeah i i understand now why the public should have known yeah like 20 years later he's like they're like if you could have done it all over again would you do it again yeah and he was like nah the amount it discredited his scientific um career like his science career, uh, like he became known as the alien guy, even yeah. though he wanted nothing to do with that. He doesn't go to any conventions. He doesn't try to, you know, preach about aliens or anything. He's just recounting what happened to him. And uh, after he came out with that documentary, the gov or the, we think the government or they erased all of his history at, his of school working, records of working. Well, at these that's what he claims, places. right? Yeah, so that's so what he claims. He says that he went to MIT. And there's no record of him being at M- MIT. Mm-hmm. And then he says that he was a physicist at Los Alamos National Labs. Mm-hmm. And Los Alamos says, no, you weren't. But then if you go in the, at the time, George Knapp, who was a, an investigative journalist in, in that area, he hooked up with Lazar and they went to Los Alamos and they found him in the directory, Bob, like mm-hmm. Bob Lazar in the directory, Robert Lazar. And then he, while he was on campus at, Los Alamos. He was like waving at guards, and they're waving him through. And like he took, he took, he took them on a tour of the place. How the fuck does he know where everything is? Yeah, at Los Alamos National Labs, not exactly something with that that everyone knows about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Bob's counter is that they deleted my shit, right? Basically, and to discredit him, right? So yeah. that nobody's talking about what he's claiming. They're instead talking about how he's full of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so now here we are and you know it's it's 2020. He was just on Joe Rogan like I think a year ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he tells tells the same fucking story every single time. Um and I just, you know, you you can make up your own mind out there, but I have found him to be extremely convincing over the years cuz I've followed the story for years. It's just the most fascinating one. And um recently since all this disclosure stuff started happening, there was a story in the New York Times um, that basically says that there was a, a there was a senator from Nevada named Harry Reid who started a black uh, a dark money project mm-hmm. where basically they took twenty two million dollars and they f- from the year two thousand seven to like two thousand fourteen were studying unidentified aerial phenomena, you know, that kind of shit, the way that they, they don't want you to see UFO or anything like that. They want to, they talked, they talked, they called it the aerial phenomena, like, like aviation investigation. all the words. Exactly. So that it doesn't jump out at you. Yeah. But that's what they were doing is they were looking at, at um, what was going on with this stuff. And by the way, there's been so many projects over the years. There's one called Project Blue Book from the 60s and 70s. That was looking at this shit, and they even closed the books and basically said, "You know what? We looked at it. It's actually uh, many times. It's weather balloons. Many times it's like Jupiter. They're actually looking at Jupiter or Saturn because their their orbits were closer that night. Huh? Like yeah, yeah, gases, swamp gas, uh, ball lightning. Like people can't tell the difference between Jupiter and a moving object. Well, people can be very stupid sometimes. True, but you're exactly right. But right? multiple accounts or multiple reports." Of similar things of and these aren't just like uneducated it's not like I could understand if it was just like uneducated people or people without um something on the line you know mm-hmm. but these are like 
the uh, the reports are coming from all kinds of military, different people. ex-military yeah. guys, ex-government people, uh, police officers, firefighters, yes. um, just all yeah, like people that why would they lie? Like and why what happened with Roswell, by the way? So Roswell happened in the '60s, and the Ro- the whole Roswell incident is is based around the fact that the U.S. government recovered something that night, and the first people on the scene said to a one of the first people on the scene said to a reporter it was a flying saucer that crashed like they were they they told the reporter that that's why the reporter printed the story and they said flying saucer has crashed in roswell new mexico and then the government came out immediately after that and said this was not a uh, a recovered craft this is a weather balloon that crashed and that's what they do right Mm -hmm. so here we are now and this to their credit weather balloons do look like can look like flying saucers sometimes. I've seen one that looks like it, like a the this is a weather balloon, you know, and it's like, whoa, that does look from certain angles. It, it looks like it could be. But how about crashed? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think you're gonna mistake it for. Nah, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. So yeah. this, so let me. I was just trying to give some devil's advocate. I totally advocate get it. Points. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So let me read from this New York Times article. Okay, this is from the New York Times, and uh, oh yeah, so I was saying Harry Reid. Him and this senator named Ted Stevens, um, they both got this project up and running, $22 million. And Ted Stevens claims that when he was in the Air Force during, I think it was World War II, he was followed by an unidentified flying object for miles. And so he had a particular interest, just like Harry Reid had a particular interest in the subject. And so, um, but if you look up this New York Times article, everybody, I'm going to read you the headline, Glowing Auras and, quote, Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. And what's interesting is that it starts with, the the article opens with some pretty blasé shit about how they got the project started, all this shit, and talking about the Navy incident that I told you about from the USS Nimitz in, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. But if you go down in this article... The real juicy shit is buried, buried deep. Okay, so in this, this is like paragraph 17 down here, right? It says, um, Bigelow Aerospace hired subcontractors and solicited research for this program that we talked about, okay? Under Mr. Bigelow's direction, who owns the company, the company modified buildings in Las Vegas for the storage of metal alloys and other materials uh, that program contractors said had been removed or had been recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay. Researchers also studied people who said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects and examined them for any physiological changes. In addition, researchers spoke to military service mem- members who had reported sightings of strange craft. So they have a site in Las Vegas. This is in the New York Times. This isn't in like the peekaboo fucking idiot, you know observer they have buildings in las vegas where they have the storage of metal alloys that were recovered from 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 ufos from crafts yeah what did bob lazar say that he did in the same area yeah in the 1980s he says that they had they had buildings that were uh, built into the side of a mountain Mm -hmm. hangers that were built inside of a mountain and inside they had Fucking UFOs, made of strange materials that they never, that they couldn't identify, that they had never seen before. Yeah, so the same shit. Same shit, and it's two thousand. This this article was in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just crazy that he just invented this story. Yeah, like that's that's what they're trying to say. That's what they're saying. He fucking came up with this shit, pulled it out of his ass. Yeah, and yet here we are now in two thousand twenty. And then they're and admitting they're, they're admitting to having that, but they're admitting it in paragraph seventeen. Like, right? Why in, don't in the, you read like that? Print. It's so fucking interesting. Nah. Because then they have to go back and and admit wrong that he they could be facing legal repercussions from the amount of emotional and financial damages he did they did to him. You know, like that. There, there's a I, lot on the I, line. I also think too that this is a way this is a way to report and not report something. Right, right. right. So you talk about how the Pentagon, uh, in conjunction with the Congress, has this program and they closed it. They always say they closed it mm-hmm. because it's like eh, there's nothing else to look at here. But, but the story should, like leading every headline and on every TV show should be, yo, we have a recovered flying object. Right. Is that interesting or what? But no, they don't. They don't start with that. So then the story is just like, yeah, we had, we were checking out UFOs. Yeah. 
I always try to think of like like if that's true, like what's the what's the motivation behind covering it, right? So finance financial reasons is one. Like anyone they try to discredit, well, it makes they them can look- get sued. sued. Uh, okay. And then two, um, there's a there's a lot of people that don't want to believe that mm-hmm. that could you know they could develop a distrust in our government. Well, that's what I. That's why I think that they disclosed this. Yeah. Thing, right. Because there's already a, a deep distrust. People don't really trust the government anyway. Yeah. About many things, and so I think that this is a way to kind of say yes. You know, you can trust us. Here we are saying this. That's not a big deal. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So it that way it's not panicking anybody. If you were to lead every newspaper with, "Yo, we've recovered a, we recovered mm-hmm. a, a fucking." UFO, people are going to freak out. Sure. Like, we're talking about world religions being challenged, like everything that we know about, like, if this is otherworldly, mm-hmm. this puts everything into question. Were we creating God's image and vice versa? Like, all that stuff comes into question if aliens is legit. I never understood that, but maybe I just haven't delved too far into those religions. I was raised Catholic, yeah. but I feel like one doesn't discredit the other. Like, if even if God made us in his image, mm-hmm. did that mean that he didn't make any other beings ever? Like well, no, he didn't have any practice he around? He specifically made us in his image. Sure. He, he made the animals too, all that stuff. But the idea is that we are the apex predator of this planet. Okay. And we, we are the children of God and God loves us. And maybe actually God uh, didn't make us. Maybe something else did right that's that's oh you're because that part of it like that 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 part of it and not to mention like seeing other beings from other worlds that are like blue or something i'm like i'm thinking why can't god make us and then also make aliens no question look no question i'm talking about that little little dicky music video pillow talk no he talks about it's it's really great you guys should all watch the music video but he's basically he's hooking up with this girl and they have sex, and then after it's all about what happens after sex, like the pillow talk afterwards, where you f- find out that you're completely different than I know you, what like you're morally about. and d- completely morally different, have completely different belief systems. And the girl is like basically saying that um, aliens aren't real because of you know she's religious and stuff. And then he's making all these arguments to like why can't why can't God have created everything? And then uh, she also says something about the dinosaurs. Can't remember, but it was really. I've seen it. It I've was really it. fun. Yeah, That's great. I'm, I know they might not have seen it. Oh, I'm no, just but letting I people to, know. I don't want to do it because I had said I hadn't seen it. Okay, well I'm gonna put a link in there. Yeah, there's gonna a be a lot of links. You've got a lot of links for you guys. No, so Mark, can you remind us of the links that we have to put in right? there? Right. So I just find it utterly fascinating that this much is now out and confirmed from government sources. Yeah. And the and the, but that's nowhere to be seen, like when it comes to the national dialogue or any anything like that. Well, that's not part of the plan. What plan? Well, like you can't panic the public. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, if anything, you what? I mean, it's it's shown that like whatever is being broadcast in the media over and over and over again, that's what everyone's going to be talking about. Right. So they're not going to show something that skews it in a different direction that panics everybody i just god you don't be so sick as if the government came out and like bob lazar was right he did this shit yeah but then they have to pay him that's what i'm saying i get it i'm like why can't they just admit it oh well because then they have to accept the liabilities it's like when you um when you get in a car accident and you say you're sorry, yeah, then that's ad- uh, that's admitting guilt. Never say you're sorry out there if you get in a car accident, okay? <laughs> Unless it was your fault. No, oh, sure. Yeah. But, but be like, careful about it, your wording. You know, a, a lot of times my first go-to is like, if you bump into me, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, I don't know. I just don't even think about it. Like, it just feels like, oh, we collided. I'm sorry. You know, it must have been something. Maybe I was standing in the way or something like that. Have, um, but yeah. Have a, you ever heard of a Dyson Sphere? Like, is that a vacuum thing? Close. Okay. So, in 2014, scientists from Penn State discovered a star that had a very irregular uh, pattern for the way that it was um, emitting light. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, most of the time when we're tracking uh, a star from a great distance and something passes in front of it, 
it loses 1% of the light that we normally get from it, right? Okay. So from this object, it was losing 23% of its light, like coming back to us, mm. right? And intermittently. So the uh, theory, there was many theories, right? It could be a bunch of asteroids, like fucking a lot of them, because it's yeah. a big star, um, passing in front of it at the same time for a long time, or it could be some kind of a gas cloud because as a star gets created, they often have gases around them for millions of years even. Mm. So it could be that that's like getting in the way of the light. Mm. But one of the theories is that there's what's called a Dyson's sphere around it, which an advanced civilization, like like many for many years people have theorized about you know how far? What are the limits of civilization? Where where could where could this go? And like, what's like the ceiling? Like yeah. almost like if we had all the tech in the world, what would we do with it? And one of the theories was this guy uh, named Dyson in the '60s. He said, or he theorized that you could put a fuck ton of solar panels around a star, and you could get like literally harness the energy of the mm-hmm. star and use it for your civilization in some way. And so that was one of the theories about what they found at Penn State in 2014 was that they had discovered potentially an advanced alien race who was harnessing the power of a fucking star. How sick is that? That would be sick. That is the sickest fucking thing I ever heard about, too. For sure. What do you think about all the ancient alien show stuff? Like when it's like aliens built the pyramids and shit. I think it's fun. Mm hmm. And I love it because it's, I love the conceit of ancient aliens, which is like, we could not have ever done this. Mm-hmm. We could have never made this. We didn't have the tools. But I don't buy it. Right. Personally. Like, I think that advanced civilizations could have helped back then. And I think that that's so sexy. But I also think that slaves could have done it too over a long time. Sure. And what do you think of pharaohs having all this like weird head? Like they, people are saying like, oh, they're like mixed with aliens. Oh, yeah. That shit's interesting. Yeah. Because like, like their skulls weren't the same as like all the other people's skulls back then. Yeah. And like fucking like. Having, and they only lived like to like a very young age. And having like Anubis heads and shit. Yeah. That shit's interesting. Mm-hmm. And like why? Why does the Sphinx have that fucking weird head? Does the Sphinx have a weird head? Well, he got a weird head because of the. Not, not, not the Sphinx. I'm thinking of the, uh, the lion one. That's the Sphinx. Doesn't he get lion paws and shit? And then he's got a fucked up head? I don't think he has a fucked up head. He's wearing like a headdress. Who, who, who's got the fucked up head? Uh, The pharaohs. Yeah, the pharaohs, dude. Like yeah. That, that Commons. He got a fucked up head. Sure, but you have a fucked up head too, so I don't know. Maybe. Well, no, but my head's not like alien shape or nothing. I know, but maybe it's a, a, you know, a, an evolution of that. I don't think so. I just think that my head's not good for hats. It's not. That's why they had those weirdo hats. Yeah, so I thought maybe if I wore a, he- a yeah, headdress. Yeah, maybe if you wore a headdress, it, you'd cover up your misshapen head. Yeah, my head's fucking weird. <laughs> That's why a lot of people are like, hey, Steve, you should just go bald already. And I'm like, look, my head's too fucking weird. I just think, okay, personal theory, if we're going to use our imaginations. Now yes, we're, we're, go going, we're taking off our we're, logic, science, evidence-based hats. Sure. Right? And, we're just, and they had holes in them. We're going to, we're going to play town yeah. a little bit. Um because I don't want to offend anyone's religion or anything because I, mm. I already talked about that and I, 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 don't, I hope no one's offended by just talking what ifs because personally I just feel like I don't know anything. Like I don't know if there is or isn't. Yes. Right? And, um, and I would like very much to offend your religion. I think how – I feel like it's kind of narcissistic to – like you know how we used to think the earth was the center of the universe? Oh, yeah. Right? So like it's kind of narcissistic to think that – people are the only intelligent beings in the entire universe you're talking about like we don't even know the depths and lengths of the universe and we are just so sure of the fact that we're the only intelligent beings like people that 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 take themselves really seriously the ones that your pinkies up like i don't even want to indulge in alien talk you know i mean first of all calling them aliens is like we think of little green men and whatever who knows they look like with ray guns right okay so it's been very hoaxy it's been very um hollywooded out and so obviously we're you know trained to think that's silly but if you're just talking about intelligent life 
how are like why are people so sure like so just like 100% there's no other way for there to be any other intelligent life in the entire universe? Well, with their, well what's the evidence that that exists, Nikki? I mean, I, I'm not saying I have evidence. I'm just saying statistically, and also I'm not a statistician, but but like statistically, if if you can say, if a scientist can say like pretty uh, confidently that there's a strong chance there's other planets like Earth in the soul. In the, oh, there's, in we've now universe. discovered many, 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 many. Right. So if there's other planets like ours mm-hmm. uh, that can breed life of this of the similar of the same similar organisms are could potentially survive on those planets mm-hmm. with the same su- of like years. yeah with the same kind of solar systems like why wouldn't there be able to be why can't we suppose that there could be chances of intelligent life on those planets? And yeah. even if God made us in his image, what if he put us on other planets too? Like, sure. Like, who, who you cares? know, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm just less saying, interested in the God part of it. Sure. I'm just, but those are sometimes those two people, co- you know, coincide where yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. there's some people that are there, maybe not religious, that are like aliens, that's just too silly. And then there are some people that are religious and like they just don't want to go down that road because it's like, um, Very rigid. Yeah, but but I I think that it doesn't have to conflict. Is all no doubt. Yeah, I, they could coexist absolutely. Right, and and it could coexist with like your feelings of like if you can accept that there are other planets out there, why can't you accept that there might be like I'm not even saying there is, but just that there's a possibility of intelligent life on those planets. Hey, listen, sometimes I'm watching a football game and I see a clear catch, and I'm like, that was a catch, and the guy next to me at the bar is like, that was not a catch. So, who the fuck knows how everyone's going to react to this shit? I'm right. like, that was a catch. He had two feet inbounds. He he had security of the ball. He pulled it all the way down into his person, and he got on the ground. And the guy's like, the ball was wobbling a little bit, actually. The other thing is, if even if there was evidence, like let's say there's an alien and they're living next door to you or whatever. There's like, they know over there next door. There's a government. There's government workers, and they they are hiding this alien, right? Like, as soon as people know, like, you see the movie E.T., as soon as people know that there is an alien or, like, it gets into the mainstream, people are going to want to experiment or they might want to experiment on them or, like, find out where they're from, like, find out so much information about them. We don't know what they would do to those beings. Yeah, or try to monetize the fuck out of them. Right. That's the first thing I would think of. So there's, there's some, like, moral factors, too, that's, like, maybe... It's not right for the aliens for people to know. I just think that we've discovered that uh, it turns out there's way more planets in the Goldie, quote unquote Goldilocks zone, the, the perfect amount of hot and cold to produce life yeah. and water, water and, and oxygen. oxygen. So it, it it's probably pretty unremarkable that there's other life out there. Like it probably really is very pervasive in the entire universe. And there probably are, you know, millions of other civilizations we don't even fucking know about, which is mind blowing to think about. Do you ever think about how like those planets might not have Bitcoin yet? And, yeah, like, fuck yeah, all the time. You could be like the person that you know. You know what scares the shit out of me? Bitcoin over there is that if you had a quantum computer mm-hmm. powerful enough, you could actually break Bitcoin because you could algorithmically like crack every Bitcoin wallet open with a quantum computer that's powerful enough. Mm-hmm. So I always think about aliens coming and stealing my fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> Oh, it scares the shit out of me. That's pretty terrifying. Because, yeah, if they have advanced fucking craft like that, yeah. they're going to take my fucking Bitcoin. For sure. But are they so advanced that they don't even need my Bitcoin? Cause right. Got... It's not worth anything. Yeah, because, like, they already have, like, like Are you they know... going to see... steal your seashells? Yeah, like, do they already have treasury bonds or some shit? Like, they're like, nah, we're already pretty set in the, in the, in the yeah, securities. Yeah. We have a lot of securities, actually. <laughs> like, I always worry about that, too. So... I think that's my respite is if aliens are here, they haven't broken Bitcoin yet, which is pretty sick. Well, I'm just like, what if they have a lot of gold there that hasn't been mined? And like, you know, you ever think about like how, (laughs) bless you, if you could like mine their gold and bring it back to earth, it's like, dang, you could be pretty rich if you're like. You could be, but if you bought too much back, you'd fuck up the whole gold supply. And then gold's not rare anymore and that sucks. Okay, you have to like release it like a little bit at a time. Like don't tell everybody. Like, Like De Beers, dude. Like the diamonds. Sure. Because yeah. diamonds is a total racket. Yeah. Total racket. Yeah. Like the way that they control the diamond supply, it's complete a complete oligarchy. Yeah. 
I don't know how to feel about diamonds. Well, I love them because they're so they're so sick. They're very pretty, and they're really cheap if you get them in a certain area of Africa. D- that's what I don't like about diamonds. No, no, no. But I'm all about getting the deals. Shut up. And you can find them real cheap out there. Google that. Stop. <laughs> I, don't. I hope somebody takes that serious. I do. People really think I'm a flat earther out there, so it's pretty fun. Hmm. It's pretty fun to play. Well, flat earth isn't real, and those blood diamonds are. Go. Oh, good point. Fair point. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of The, the Shit That They Don't Tell You. Also, check out all those links. Yeah, we got a lot of them down there. So we can show you what we're talking about. And don't forget to check out our Patreon because it really helps out a lot. Also. Yeah. Patreon.com slash sticky. Are you going to say the link? Thank all? you very much. <laughs> That's another link for you. Okay. So yeah, we hope you guys are, uh, enjoyed this and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Happy alieny. Yeah, go alien now.